I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Hello and welcome to uh, another episode of I Love That Ad. Uh, today we're joined by a very special guest, uh, Jerry Leonard, Business Development Director at the VoiceOver Gallery. Jerry, how are you? Brilliant, Aaron and Shane. Thanks for having me on. I know you've been chasing me for many, many months to, to get you on to get on to you. Jerry's a man in demand, yeah. uh, hard to lock down. And joining us as a co-pilot as ever is Shane, Shane Brennan. Hey, Shane, hey everyone. How's it going, lads? Uh, right from the off, if someone's uh, listening to this as opposed to watching it, you could probably... Probably, probably think that Jerry's right beside us. That uh, smooth <laughs> audio fidelity. Uh, Jerry's in a lovely, um, lovely voiceover booth there. Great facilities there, Jerry. Unbelievable facilities here at the Voiceover Gallery. We've kitted out this uh, whole building, uh, three floors of it, in the heart of Soho, Berwick Street and Knoll Street, right in the corner. And uh, yeah, this is our Studio C that I'm in today, which is a double booth that we can carry on podcasts. We can connect to other mixing desks and edit suites anywhere with the uh, pro tools and the setup we have so yeah so if we don't have a quality recording today there's gonna be trouble uh, <laughs> yeah that that's that's definitely going to be on us if, so, if yeah, something yeah, goes yeah. awry so you you definitely have the award for uh, best quality sound uh, to date um so thanks very much for for for, for being here and uh, for anyone who's uh, listening probably knows jerry from in the production and creative world he's uh, he's no uh, shrinking violet on the irish scene uh, but now jerry you're immersed in the world of voiceover uh, yeah. language uh, audio tell us about that move over yes it's uh, an interesting um here at the voiceover gallery we've two opposite or two set, set up studio wise we have the, the soho one which i'm in today we've also mm -hmm. got a, a setup in manchester as well we have our team set up there and then our sound engineers in both studios and our, our core business here at the voiceover gallery is number one we're a voiceover agency so you'll send us a brief for any of your productions or any of your creative work and you need a particular voice um for uh, you know speaking a particular language where we've got hundreds and hundreds of voice over artists uh, on our on our books that we can then send you samples from then we have the sound studio set up as well so even if we don't provide that voice and you provide that voice from a third party but you do need a sound studio of, of high quality we're able to offer that and then on top of that we do translation and subtitling services so we'll get a campaign or a briefing that's not only uh, an english sounding voice but also mm -hmm. maybe german italian french spanish we can do the conversion of the scripts and we can also then do the subtitling and, and supply the voices, the whole kit and caboodle, as they say. So, yeah, that's a, it's a fairly diverse, uh, diverse range of products you have. There. What I love about what's kind of happened over the last while is we used to always go into the booth with the talent or kind of be in the studio and you'd be there. Whereas over the last two years now, I've just learned to phone in. Yep. So like it doesn't matter where the studio is. Correct. From an yeah. Irish production point of view, it's just the best voice and the best setup. That's what you want, you know? Correct. Um, so that's what's awesome about uh, the facilities you guys have there. Yeah, and in, and in the COVID times, and I had to say the C word, so I do apologize. Um, you can imagine a lot of the voiceover artists, are, are they're all self-employed, basically. Mm -hmm. So once that hit and all the restrictions came into place about the movement and, and the concern about people, you know, traveling into sound studios, we, we assisted in setting up their own home studios as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and we had our, our sound engineers assisting on what's the best microphones, the best setup, the best soundproofing equipment. And then they were able then to connect into our sound studios, into our editing desks. And then the clients were also able to dial in and they were also able to direct as well. And the producers were able to, to mm -hmm. dial in as well. So we had a whole um, setup, all remote, all still sounding professional, 
as well and without any any failure with the quality of of the output as well so and um, we worked hard to ensure that as well yeah. because again everyone was thrown into a bit of turmoil what do we do can you remote work yes we can how are we going to do it and then we had to work yeah. out a plan and the, touch wood, the, it's, it's, it worked out great the early doors of uh of 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 the the lockdowns and people trying to get even just radio ads done just yeah. something that was a, a voice and you 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 know, all these war stories are coming out a couple of months later after these home studios were all set up yep. and, you know, dialing in was all kind of became part of the norm for the first four to eight weeks when it wasn't, but still stuff still needed to be done. There was like, you'd hear stories of VO actors getting all the mattresses in the yep. house and duvets and getting under the table and yep. all this kind of mad fort building stuff to try and build some sort of, uh, some sort of cushioning and, and uh, studio, which is, which is pretty funny to think. Back I think someone that, was yeah. telling me they had they had like a black hood they used to put over them and the mic in their little apartment somewhere in Dublin, yep. and it was like, oh god, what a weird fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we should have really asked for pictures of of their setups yeah. uh, just so we could have a gallery of of uh, the ingenious ways that they've done to actually. I mean, some of them worked out that the quietest spot in a house, a traditional house, would be under the stairs. Because you're no windows, you're you're not next to your neighbours. Um, you know, if you're in in one of your rooms and there's a massive window, you're gonna maybe pick up some sounds for dog, your neighbours' dog barking or the children out playing. But if you're under the stairs, mm. you're in an enclosed environment, then you can soundproof as well, as long as someone's running up and down the stairs while you're doing a recording. Yeah. So you've got different ways of of being able to soundproof a specific area, and then it's all down to connection, and it's down to what sort of comms links you've got. And again, these days now they've got great comms links now and the providers that that, that they have for houses. It's it's brilliant. Look at I mean, look at this setup here. I'm in London, you're in Dublin, yeah. and yeah. you're you're in Mayo. I mean, Mayo only got electricity like two, <laughs> two years ago. So I had to import the broadband uh, just just for this show. That's why I was I wondering going... about his lag earlier, Jerry. I was like, it has oh, to yeah, be him. Has to be. <laughs> has to be. Nah, and I'd say you feel like a fool now, Jerry, after you spending so much money investing in that studio when you could have just got a couple of stairs and and, and done that for oh no, a waste of no, money. the good times are coming back. All the clients are coming back slowly but surely. You know, cope. brilliant. Well, if uh, I think if, if we can probably guess what kind of topic or theme of ads you're you're going to bring to us today, Jerry. But what kind of what, what ads did you did you want to want to showcase? So, it's a hard ask, you know, when you said to me, find three of your favorite ads now, you know, as you can see, I'm no spring chick. Well, I am a spring chicken in, in, <laughs> at heart, but uh, I could go, you could go through a hundred to hundreds and thousands of different TV ads over the years and the, and the different decades. And it's quite a difficult ask to find three ads, but I've chosen these three ads because of their a significance in the I don't know, message they were trying to convey or the people that was behind the voices as well. So uh, the first one is one that was um, produced in 1980 for Cadbury's, the Cadbury's caramel ad, using the sexy bunny as as the, the image and, um, and the voice behind that, which you would never think is that person um, or that voice or that person actually is that voice of that sexy bunny back in 1980. Do you want me to tell you the second and the third one, or did we go? We'll just we go. Know, we'll, we'll have a we'll look have at a this look one, at and okay. then we'll come back. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Oh. Beaver. Why are you beavering around? 
Haven't you heard of Cadbury's Caramel? See, is the thick Cadbury's milk chocolate melts with that dreamy caramel. You just have to take things really easy. Looks like somebody else could do with some. Take it easy with Cadbury's Caramel. What an icon. Yes, yeah. so um, that ran for a few years. I, I cannot, I could not work out who's the creative. Um, yeah, I was trying to figure it as well. I wasn't sure if it was Havas took it in the early 90s or if it was Fallon. Or I, I wasn't yeah, sure. I, I, couldn't think fi- I couldn't find. Fallon's taken it, um, or, or later ones, I think Fallon yeah. um, picked up okay. from there. Because, again, Cadbury's is so vast and so many different yeah. product lines. I mean, it's a, it's a minefield trying to work out which. And we are talking 40, 40 years, 42 oh, years stop. ago. Stop what? Stop it. What? You, st- you pair a mere twinkle in your parents' eyes back then. <laughs> I don't even think it was twinkles. I mean, I think I was just coming into the world then. Uh, back oh, then as well, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah. So when you think of it back then, it's an anim- you know it's an animation for a start. So you need voiceover animation, you know, first yeah. and foremost. And then you've got to look at the two characters that's in that ad. One's the beaver beaving around, and then you've got the sexy bunny, and then it's that Marilyn Monroe type style of of voice. And uh, do you know who the voice uh, over artist? And it, it was a celebrity and an actress. Do you know who who that? I was? I do. Yeah, I don't know if Aaron. Go for it. No, I can I can never forget. Was it Miriam? Um, Miriam Margolis. Margolis. That's it. Who, by the way, is I I I was in shock about this. Yeah, a like, lot. Yeah, a lot of people do not associate. I don't associate, and still knowing it, watching it, I yeah. can't put it. I can't piece it together. It's yeah. insane to me. Yeah, and it's mad. Um. And that's probably one of the well, one of the reasons why here at the voiceover gallery, when when you're searching for our voices, a lot of voiceover agencies will have pictures and a little bio of all of their voices that they represent. So if you go into their websites, mm. they'll have and then they'll have a, a, a voice um, sample um, of some script, and then and then and have their images, galleries and galleries of images. We don't we don't have the faces of our voices, so you have no preconception. Oh, amazing! Of mm. what that voice sounds like, but because you've already put it in your mindset, oh, that person's in his or or in her fifties or sixties. That's got to be an old type sounding voice, or he's in his twenties or she's in his twenties. They're not going to be able. To, that that's going down to the younger range. But when you just hear the voice, you don't know if that's a 20, 30, 40, 50 or six year old person, mm-hmm. as long as it fits the brief at the end of the yeah. day. So you've mm. got no preconception. Otherwise, you're discarding voices before you've even heard them because you're you've got that image or you've got that sound in your voice because of the image that you've Mm -hmm. seen and a good example is that is the um tv show the voice don't forget they all they're all sitting with their backs to the to the singer they don't know you know what type of person that is um until they like the voice and then they spin round you know and they hope all four chairs spin round and then there's a battle to see who, who gets them on their team. But I mean, look at that. I mean, that's perfect in, in regards to it's the talent of the voice that's bigger than the image mm-hmm. of the person that they're actually going to turn around and choose because they may have a preconception if they all mm-hmm. see the voice, uh, or sorry, see the image and the voice together. So uh, it's like the theater of the mind can really be in full swing there as opposed to taking in the other information. That's, that's yeah. And does that seem to, is that something that, that your clients 
seem to appreciate more or and and like are, are happy with that yeah or yes to, um, to get much feedback on we're saying when we get a briefing we, we send them maybe four or five samples or, or of, of different ranges for their brief you know they could be looking mm. for a 25 to 35 year old northern neutral voice bubbly not too authoritative authoritative if i could say that word and put my teeth in um <laughs> and then you, you we've got those on the book so we know that they're tagged for that type of uh, that brief and then they they come out with their choices one two and three again at that stage they don't know the person who the person is the mm -hmm. face of the person because we never send it to them at the end mm -hmm. of the day and this is all voiceover work and if it's voiceover work for a radio commercial you're never going to see the face anyway um yeah. and if it's voiceover work for tv they're never going to see the face so yeah they, mm -hmm. it, they, they appreciate that because at the end of the day it's um it's it's the voice that meets the brief nothing else it's the voice mm. uh, our voices themselves some say well, why have you got a picture of me oh, you know i'm signed up with another agency they've got a picture of me yeah. and another agency's got a picture of me why don't you and we just say it's your voice that actually makes the brief it's not the image and stuff mm. like that. so yeah we, we've stood firm on that one really and it's it's interesting because like i've definitely done that in the past when I'm like, and it's, it's more like, it's just an unconscious bias filtering system for yourself. You're like, okay, I've got to look at X or listen to X amount of people here. And I yep. know I want maybe a male thirties and it's like, yeah, he looks okay. And you're kind of like opening tabs yep. and I'm opening like 10 tabs and be like, okay, that's my filter. And if none of them sound, then I go back again, but yep. it's, it's, I definitely do it. You know what I mean? And you're right. It's the visual should have zero impact on yeah. the actual audio output so doing it without that i'd say yeah it just it just removes that that opportunity to find the perfect voice without using visuals because yeah. it has visual has nothing to do with it right you know? and we've got a couple of voices um uh, they're in their 30s and to look at them you wouldn't associate again the voice that they have with the image because right. they've got a quite mm. a deep tone which mm. is then associated to an older male type of voice so in that what you just said there shane in that example you'd or if you saw images and was you just discard them before you yeah. even listen to them as yeah. well so you could be actually discarding the perfect voice mm -hmm. for your brief or the project or the campaign that you you're creating as well mm. and we and our voiceover agents as well they're experts they yeah. uh, we they get the briefing they know the type of voice they need um the, the ones that would suit that brief, the availability of that person as well, if it's, a, if it's a long running campaign. So our agents themselves are experts and they even talk back and forth to the producers and the creative team and make sure that we've got the right sample. So you're not bombarded with 50 um, voices that we think we we will make sure that they're tailored to the ones that's uh, needed for the brief. So because everyone's busy yeah. and they, they're getting voices from all other agencies as well. So. But like that's just proof right. it works that Professor Sprout is the sexy bunny. Yes, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, that's and it it it, it lets the, the the acting talents, let alone the the actual voice and and, and the the sound of the voice, but lets the actor who is able to to command their instrument and 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 and, and you know make it fit the brief and their acting talents to shine through. Yeah. And I think that, that that ad that you picked there is 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 such a perfect example as as, as you mentioned there. Shane. A, weird, a weird point when they brought this back, didn't they? The bunny in like two thousand nine. Yes. Mm -hmm. And didn't they try and digitize her and put clothes on her? And I think was, so. Yeah. And it, it quite, the images quite. I saw, I wasn't, I weren't sure if they were like 
joke images or real image i wasn't sure what the campaign was it's not going anymore is it no it's not going i think they brought it back for the caramel pieces not as as the bar like nibbles nibbles that's the one caramel nibbles and again it was not the same setup as back in back in the 80s but then again you look at some of the ads back in the 70s 80s you think you're you're questioning that's a whole different series (laughs) jerry like but can we can we can we have a bit of appreciation of for how gorgeous the actual wrapping uh of the bar itself i think that is stunning like that would be class i thought you were going to say the rabbit there for a minute yeah aaron just chill the fuck out i kid you not in the country too long aaron you need to get out more fella (laughs) honestly what have they done to you over there well i know but genuinely that 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 like retro wrapping maybe it's because it's retro i just think it looks class like I think it's beautiful. It went, it's funny, just talking about Aaron's infatuation with the bunny for just staying on that topic for one second. Um, he, it, I was reading that it was, it was voted, I think it was Edinburgh e- Evening News newspaper. Um, the, the caramel bunny came third of sexiest cartoons. I don't know why they did this poll, obviously for people like Aaron. <laughs> um, but it went uh, Jessica Rabbit, number one. Oh, Betty yes. Boop, number two. And then it went Caramel Bunny. I don't know who was in the other oh, 47. right. But made number three. In... Three, yeah, number three, yeah. I'd love to be in the editor's room when they decided. Right, we need we need to fill this <laughs> yeah. page. People have been <laughs> what asking could we about do? this. <laughs> we need to know who the sexiest cartoon character. Is. <laughs> What's the hard hitting issue that people really want a, a consensus on? Uh, brilliant. But that that was a great way to kick that one. Uh, that the the series off, Jerry. So can you introduce your second ad then? What are we gonna What are we gonna yeah, watch? Yeah. So again, going through through the decades, and this is um. An interesting one, if, 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 if some of your uh, viewers and listeners can remember these, again, going back a few years. Um, but they ran this particular um, type of ad for 30 to 40 years when mm. I started reading up. And I didn't realize they ran them for this long. And it's the old classics of the Brook Bond PG Tips advertising campaigns and using chimp- the chimps uh, dressed up with uh, certain voiceovers. And... Again, when I started looking at these ones, bringing back my my um, childhood memories, it's, there's hundreds to choose from. I mean, mm. they must have been getting scripts and, and running these every couple of months or a couple of weeks because they had different themes of a family one. They even had a spin on James Bond. Um, there's a series of ads because PG Tips is, is produced by Brooke Bond, who's the owners of PG Tips. So this particular character was Brooke Bond. Mahalo, my name's Bond, Brooke Bond. So, the, and he was dressed in a tuxedo, and you know he was he was a, a spy or or whatever, or, or, or you know he's always getting into some sort of adventure or danger. But I, I chose this one um, <laughs> because they did a bit of stereotyping on these particular characters in yeah. this one. And when I did my research, I thought, is this the only ad that they've done this to? They've stereotyped a certain person. Or a certain a, a certain character, um, so yeah, this is the PG Tips ad of road workers, um, and then going for a tea break, okay. and and then you'll understand why I've chosen this, especially for you two boys. Oh God! <laughs> oh, don't strain yourself, Harry. <laughs> Old Harry couldn't strain a cup of tea. Not so much as old. <laughs> Little left-over reality lads. Come on, Harry. Ease up. 
When a good cup of tea really counts, you're right to drink Brookborn Peachy Tips. It's the tea you can really taste. Harry, I hear they're looking for the good man with a pick to dig the channel tunnel. <laughs> Leave all for can't swim. Oh, come on, lads, would you be in France by now? This channel tunnel lasts just boring. I mean, we made it. Bonjour, madame. What have you done to my loom? This ain't blinking Calais, this is blinking Catford. Yeah, what's your blinking French? Have some more PG, boys. Oh, I knew that hole would make a lovely pond. You might even get some frogs in here. So you got a double whammy there. There's two ads there because I couldn't separate the both of them. But uh, uh, the um, the second part is I don't know if it's it's a continuation of that one, but it's all in the same segment now. Did you spot a particular road worker with a particular accent in that? Oh, there uh, was, yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was I mean, a... he might as well have put um, a Murphy's back uh, donkey jacket on him with Murphy's written on the back yeah. and, and a green van yeah. in the background as well. Uh, and again, I'm not sure what year that was, probably about the 80s and 90s. And, and it was definitely, it definitely sounds like uh an english actor doing an irish accent as well it's it's not natural irish yeah i'm gonna well, i might over. even do a bit more digging in that to find out which or who, you know who did they use for that for that accent because it wasn't the the best irish accent in the world obviously and i think you could be right there and at the um, end that, he goes liverpudlian so he talks yeah. and then at the end he goes in and i'm like oh who's yeah. this or is it a, a lad who's been living <laughs> over it you know what i mean it's, yeah it's, it's it's interesting though yeah and as I say, I did a few um, searches on, on a load of the, of the PG Tips chimps ads, and this is the one that came up using the road workers. And obviously, in construction sites or road work, and they always have a tea break, and um, and it's the guy coming up with on the tray with the tea. But it's just amazing that they used an Irish accent yeah. or a so-called Irish accent as the fella on the jackhammer, you know, with the head, the the, the um, ear ear muffs on, and you're thinking why. Why did they think it was that? Why not Scottish? Why not Welsh? You know, why yeah. Irish? You know, it, it's funny though. Like, I guess, uh, I suppose for themselves, there is where would you find an Irishman? Like, yeah. most of the time, like, <laughs> you're gonna, like, you're gonna find one on a building site yeah. somewhere or roadworks in England. Even when I, it, when, when I lived there, it was like, Oh yeah, I can hear an Irish accent. I'm walking past some roadworks. <laughs> yeah, it it's you'll find them. So stereotyping does work with people's yep. kind of learned experiences. So nice to get a bit of representation in there for the Irish. Oh, yes. we, we... Great representation. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, he's he's cracking the jokes in it as well. So he's he's giving Taking the piss. Yeah, giving, Harry. He's giving <laughs> so, Harry a hard time. Yeah, you know, it was Harry. So we have uh, to to commemorate all the Irish who have travelled over to England for work. We have. A catalogue of Dubliner songs and a PG tip set. That's it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> happy with that. That's the full portfolio. That is it. <laughs> what more it. could you ask for? That's it. You know what I mean? That's uh, it. I'd, I'd say those ads were an absolute nightmare to shoot. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, then they had, I think, um, eventually animal rights got involved and uh, they had to stop shooting the ads because it's, I suppose it's Kimmy Class's exploitation. Of chimps, well, I mean, they dressed them up. Um, they didn't holding pack... tools. One was they were holding long drills. Obviously, they, they might be prop drills, yeah. but like they're still having to hold something a certain way. Yeah, uh, and... and in certain other sequences, they've gotten roller skating, and um, there's one 
actual quite famous PG Tips ads, and you hear the, the slogan, and I still remember it to this day. They have a removals. Uh, these chimps were rem removal men, and it was a father and son outfit, and they were trying to push a um, piano, upright piano, up the stairs. So the the lady of the house comes out of one of the rooms and says, hello, Mr. Shifter, do you want a cup of tea? And it goes, oh, yeah. So he lets the, the piano go, and his son's at the other end of it, you know, the heavy end. And he's going to make himself a cup of tea, and it then pans back to the... Uh, the son, the the, the, the uh, removal man's son, the, the younger chimp. And he says, Dad, do you know the piano's on my foot? And he just lifts up the lid and goes, you um it, son, I'll play it. <laughs> Brilliant. And, um, is, is... Just on the uh, the animal rights stuff, it was interesting because I'd imagine what, um, what happened here. And I think these were all trained in one zoo. All these, all the chimps came from one place because obviously it's an awful lot of time. Yeah. Um. But I think what was the crack was, and I, I, I do um watch a few documentaries on chimpanzees and stuff like that. And once they hit a certain age, they just can't be controlled anymore. Right. Because like an adult chimp is about six times stronger than a human. So if it decides something's happening, it's happening. Right. Oh, so right. um, what was happening was they were training the younger chimps, and like obviously they were dressing them up and so dressing up was a positive thing they'd feed them like they get food and treats so the chimps fucking loved it but then when they hit that dangerous age they had to go okay you're not doing this anymore and then the chimps would get depressed for about it would affect them for about two years that they weren't getting to be involved in this kind of play situation yeah, right. so it was kind of affecting the animals mentally for about two years after in the zoo like they'd be unconsolable like they'd be really jealous of the other chimps and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of what happened in the end. It was like, yeah, it's just not fair on the animal, you know. Isn't the P PG chips, uh, PG tips, um, PG chips? Isn't he like a, is, <laughs> isn't he a, 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 like a puppet now? A puppet? Yes. Chimp? They need to do a series of ads with Johnny Vegas, I think. And it is, oh, it yeah, is yeah. a back, yeah, yeah, and it is a puppet chimp. Um, is he known as Monkey yeah. or something like that? Is that it? Yeah, Monkey. I think, yeah, he'd be referred yeah. to Monkey in the TV ads as well. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. I don't know what the association with PG tips with the, you know, the chimpanzee and, and monkeys, well, what the connection there is. At the end I'd of say that. it was a bit, I'd say just when the first time it came on, because like it aired, as you said, they ran it for like 30 years. I think it started in the 50s or 60s or something. Yeah. So I'd say people were just like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> like, I suppose, it, and, and again, it, I suppose it's the comedy element as well. Yeah. And, you know, as I just said that phrase, Dad, do you know the piano's on my foot? Are, yeah. are you humming, son? Son, I'll play it. I mean, that is that is comedy, pure genius yeah. comedy. That is, and it's that those comedy phrases and elements that just sticks in people's minds at the end of the day. You know, they really they really look like micro chimp versions of an only fools and horses type of episode. That yeah. kind of that kind of humor. You know, it's kind of. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 pretty pretty funny, um, and I suppose just a novelty of yeah. look at the chimp. And also trying to make like tea is an everyday feature across the UK and Ireland. So yeah. like, oh, and trying, huge and, to, and huge huge competition amongst tea. Yeah. So trying to make mm. it the mundane seem in any way interesting or eye catching is damn near impossible. So how do you do that? Fucking make chimps do it and put in a few jokes. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got the you got the modern version now of Yorkshire. Yorkshire brew or Yorkshire tea and they've got Sean Bean, you know, and it's like, yeah. have a do it for Yorkshire, you know, at the end of it, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, and it's, uh, and you're thinking all of those powerful types now and in a tea industry, which is 
everyone drinks tea yeah you know, and they it must be a multi-billion pound industry and it's just trying to make yourself up there at the top you know yorkshire tea pg tips all the rest of them that's coming to play i mean look in ireland you've got lions and you've got uh, barry's tea mm-hmm. i mean they're head to head every every other day aren't they yeah. on their yeah. on their advertising campaign uh, and i could put my hands up as a non-tea drinker I'm it's a, a, contra- a bit controversial there. I, I suppose that has the family disowned you? you know? No, we just don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> See, it, it, it's a, it's fine when you're not a tea drinker, but like you, you'll have a cup of coffee, yeah, I or drink a cup coffee. of decaf coffee. Yeah. But when someone you go and you offer someone in the house, going, "Do you have a cup of tea?" No. Do you want a coffee? No, I, I don't like tea or coffee. You're like, oh, get out of my house. oh, what's happening and here? Get out. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was down with my uh, my wife's great aunts. Right, we were doing um, introducing them to. Uh, our son he's only 11 months and like these women are hilarious right so the two um two women who live like in the middle of galway nowhere like just sit around the fire both deaf and um i come in i don't drink tea i'm not drinking their instant coffee that's not happening so i always end up with a glass of patties i'm <laughs> like, nine o'clock like, in the morning oh yeah it doesn't matter the time He's like, and the glass the, is basically a nugget oh, in, a, in a tumbler. And you can't let it, if, I, if I'm like, okay, I'll finish that. And then I, I'm done with it. It's like, yeah. so you can't finish it. Uh, it's the never ending glass, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, until, yeah. The, until the bottle runs out. And then. Oh God, it never seems to. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, a way, what a way to end that segment. <laughs> and and uh, just talking about the Irish accents as well. Uh, it, yeah. it, it is, um, again, what you said, they, they may have used someone who's put on an Irish accent as opposed to a proper Irish accent. And you know, you know, if you're a creative person and, and or a voiceover agency, you know what should fit a brief and what shouldn't fit a brief, really. If you want to mm. do it properly in Irish accent, I mean, going back into that, I won't go too far back, but back into the 80s, when I was heading over to Ireland with my parents for the school holidays and seeing some of those ads with really strong Irish accents on in the ads themselves. I mean, I remember the Rolo ads. It used to be a pack shot of a, packet of rolos and the caption would be eat rolo and you're waiting for the <laughs> and that was it like eat rolo Simple. and it'd be yeah. there for 10 seconds like, on the screen i mean what sort of creative work was put behind that one and another one which is and i think i think they're still being manufactured today Dubarry shoes oh yeah dupes um, yeah yeah and it'd be again pack shot of a pair of shoes maybe you know the, the boat sh- the boating shoes that they do which yeah. is the popular range and it's a get your shoes from do Barry. That's it. That's it. That's a ten or fifteen second ad, and that's it. They're, they use the, the power of the, the voice over them. Yeah, the, the 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 lads in that match did a. They had a series. I, I can't recall the name of it. About probably about three or four years ago, if not a bit longer, where it was kind of Ireland in the eighties, and the, in between the show, they had the ads, and they recreated <laughs> loads of those ads Brilliant. where it was just. I, I thought they were they were taking the make, but they were actually Great just ads. recreating uh, ads that were from the eighties, uh, which was which is insane to see it. But um, no, that 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 was brilliant. Um, for our last ad, then Jerry, what have you? Have you saved the best last? Ah, the creme de la creme. Well, again, we could be talking about voiceover and the the power of voiceover in certain ads for days, and we'd still not you know, you know, scratch the surface of it, but. Bringing mm. it up to more modern and still keeping with the comedy theme and a voice to attract a certain target audience. And they're still running now. And I think they're going for a new, a new creative type brief. And it's the Haribo ads where you've got the adults who are the talent on the screen and in different 
disguises. There's one, I think they had a heavy heavy metal rock band coming off set and and the voices then were for the children's voices. And then you've got two police officers in a in a car talking about, you know, getting robbers or whatever, or, or the bad guys. Uh, and this one I've chosen, and I mean, again, that's a whole series of these ads, but this one I've chosen is possibly one of the best bunches that they're, they're uh, rugby players and, 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 and talking about the sweets of Haribo. And it's the target audience of the kids, but they're using adults in the ads with the kids' voices. And the way they've done it, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, it, it, it's very creative. And, and, and once you see it, you'll understand. And they're still running out, but keeping with the comedy sort of theme as well. I do like comedy. I do like comedy <laughs> in ads. I don't know what it <laughs> I do like a comedy in ads. Hey, welcome back to Kenny One. What does it taste like? Like fire and a little bit of electricity. Okay, my one tasted of craziness and all of like the things in the world, and it tastes amazing. I like this fizzy one the best. You you got a fantastic face. No, I haven't. <laughs> my dad loves these ads. He really? is obsessed. He's not the target audience, though. He's not the target. I know, he audience. finds them the funniest thing. In the, <laughs> I think the one it's the one in the they have an office boardroom scene as well. They're after yeah. a big, big boardroom meeting. That's the, uh, that's his favorite out of them all. He's just just the juxtaposition of a children's voice with an adult body. The surrealism just gets him. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely loves it, and it, like he'll latch on to just an ad every couple of years, and and these are his his most recent. Uh, yeah. His re- recent ones. It's just it just throws you, doesn't it? You're looking at this image of these burly rugby players or the boardroom, all very serious, and all of a sudden they pick up out of the Haribo and they taste it, and it's a tangtastic one, and their face goes, and they're all cracking up laughing. They're all pointing. They're all talking at a very high-pitched voice. I mean, the ages of those voices must be, looking at that, must be 8 to 10 yeah. or 8 to 11, 12 years mm. of age. Uh, and we're doing a series of... We've just finished... Uh, a whole series of of voices for youngsters as well with thomas and friends we've supplied the voices uh for a new series of thomas and friends oh, cool. and um yeah and working with the kids they love it because they're reading from scripts and they're just being themselves you know as, mm. as kids are so i can imagine those kids in the sound booths for these ads just reading from the script and then the guys in the editing suites then synchronizing it to the voices and the adults had the job of moving their voices or yeah. moving their mouths to the script that the kids so yeah it's a lot was, of work a lot of work like, at that i was like i said i because there's there's a there's a little ism that one of the kids did it was the, the big blonde burly burly lad where the the child said and like tasted like this he had like a, a like a verbal crutch and the actor had it perfect, yeah, perfect in how he's reading. So for me, that that really was a like, signal that they definitely recorded the scripts first and played the voices to the actors, think? so they could replicate. I'd say, I'd say, because it was it was so natural and something that you'd say without realizing you've said it. That I I reckon the the VO was done prior to the visuals. I'm, I'll throw a, a spanner in here. I was wondering if we thought the the kids maybe mightn't have been necessarily scripted. That they might have given them a bunch, and I was like, "Describe it." Describe, if they were actor yeah. type, because they were, it was very natural. Like copywriting would be di- like to even describe it as fire. That's the most kid thing to do <laughs> yeah. in the world, and you know, you you know, when a kid describes something like that, and you're like, "Yeah, I know what you mean." It's like my little brother 
when he was really young he used to call food that was too hot as in piping hot temperature wise spicy because he'd be like no it's spicy it's spicy <laughs> and it's like kids do things like that and when i heard when it's that one it's like it tastes like fire i'm like i feel like that's a kid as opposed to an adult copywriter coming up with that idea or maybe it was yeah. research groups and then they pulled it together yeah but it just felt so yeah it's just so on point it's so perfect it doesn't feel like forced kids it's like really organic feeling and sounding and then obviously mm. the actors do a really good job and the director does a good job to getting it's spot on. I'd say they're probably playing the kids talking out loud on set. Yep. And the guys are like, okay, set again, set again, go, 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 go. And they're just yeah. putting in, they're ADRing then the rest of the kind of atmos and stuff like that. Yep. Because the rhythm, the, the rhythm that the actors It's just perfect. Is perfect yeah. with, with, in line with the VO. Because that's, that's something that can easily go wrong very quickly. Uh, and when it's not right, it's not right. Mm. And it's, it's so obvious. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's not like, as perfect as the chimps off. from the PG tips one, though. No, no, okay. it's not. Well, it's hard. It's hard to replicate perfection, Shane. That's true. <laughs> you know, when, it, when it's up there like that. Well, what do they say is uh, never work with uh, children or, or animals. animals. Yeah, and look at those two animals. ads I've just done. One's yeah. with children. Three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've animated animals in the first uh, animated one. Animated <laughs> animals as well. I've done the whole kit and caboodle with those. But uh, yeah, children and animals. And again, you guys are, are creative um bods i know that and and the work you've done and the, in the past have helped on some of your projects so yeah imagine you getting a brief from a, a new client and you've gone come up with some ideas of right we're going to use kids voices adults themes like how do you sell that in and and when you put it all together and then it just works i mean that's quite storm i think is the creative agency mm -hmm. on on yeah. those series of ads i mean that's really as you said you said aaron is your, your dad's favorite Ad, set of ads at the moment but there's something lovely in the fact that those scenarios that they're they're as you, you mentioned earlier on they're, they're serious scenarios or they're they're scenarios where as adults you forget to the play element of yep. it so especially with a with a game that can get all serious or we're going to win yeah. or, or training has to be right or in the boardroom you, you know serious faces on and you yeah as as we grow up we, we forget to play as, as much as, as as kids do so there's there's kind of that dragging that into the worst scenario where it is okay to be to to have a bit of fun yep. and, and not take take life so seriously maybe i'm reading too much into it but i think that the kid's voice instantly does that it's like a shortcut to yeah. it. well i think i think they've they've really just brought to life the tagline kids and grown-ups love it so mm. you know what there i mean that's what they've done and it's kind of like I think there the little bit it was while maybe Aaron's dad isn't the target audience is a little bit like adults do spend an awful lot of money on Harry Bow for themselves. So it's kind of like, how can we make them seem it's okay to be excited by your Harry Bow? Like I adore Harry Bow. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, yeah, kids do obviously love it. Kids love anything like this. And it's like reminding adults that, yeah, you were a kid once you were excited about this. Even if you're the biggest, burliest fucking rugby player in the world you yep. still you know what i mean you still were a kid and you still got excited about this stuff and to bring it to life in just such a crazy surreal way that would make kids laugh every time they would see it you yep. know what i mean because kids would find that juxtaposition absolutely hilarious and then it makes grown-ups laugh or even smirk or just even like we were talking about with why pg tips would have used chimps in those kind of mundane scenarios with a bit of humor because it would just cut across this anytime i i remember all these versions of ads from television and i mm. am very happy to forget ads 
that are not memorable but these do they cut straight across because yeah. they they visually just it's so striking and then audio wise you're like what the hell is going on here and you're kind of curious it makes you curious to see what they're going to say you know what i mean you're like what way are they describing what are they describing yeah um i just think it's done i think it's done really well quiet storm did a really good job on this and that kind of stands to the fact that they're still rolling it out yeah you know what i mean once yeah. they landed on this good it's still going and you think of it and yeah. we talked about tea and the big competition amongst the tea producers and manufacturers mm -hmm. i mean look at sweets i mean crikey yeah you, you, you mm. go into a shop you know a, 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 you know and you look at the pick and mix alone but then you look at the rows and rows of all the different sweets and then you've got haribo sitting in a packet there on the corner a kid will you know the haribo they'll go straight to the haribo the adults the will go the straight creme. to the haribo and it's the power yeah. of the advertising and the voiceover and the comedy element that just sticks in your mind and you go forget the pick and mix pick and mix is a quarter of price because you can actually add to whatever you want but you get a packet of haribo and you won't stop at one packet you'll you'll get the two for or three for two offer or whatever yeah. and and uh, and because of the power advertising and of the gimmick that they they've used it sticks in your mind and you'll go for that each and every time it's interesting because yeah. there, again there's rows and rows of different types of sweets and cadbury's and everything uh, else i think that and that happens as, as kids and then when we grow up we naturally if we're going to spend our money on a on a sweet or a treat like a, a jelly type of treat you're going to go to the harry boat because it, it's it's almost ingrained yeah. in you that's that's the one you go for and on and, and on that theme that we've got today which is the, the power of voiceover in, in commercials that's like they've got a jolly type of music at the end everyone likes mm -hmm. a harry bow and yeah and it's, it's a jolly type of um script and they've got kids and it's not serious it's all fun 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 and different advertising project i mean for example if it was we, we and, and we supply voices for all different types of campaigns um there'd be like the holiday ads for example a holiday ad if you're promoting a holiday ad and people jumping into the sea or jumping into a swimming pool mm -hmm. straight from dropping their bags from reception and running that's all jolly again it's all a bubbly you need a bubbly voice you know uh is a very much of a family type of scene where they're all jumping into the pool together can't wait they've just landed they've got two weeks of sunshine the beach the, the swimming pool rest and relaxation and then the other side you've got you know the charity ads which you can't have a bubbly person you've got mm -hmm. to have mm -hmm. someone that's very serious that maybe talks a bit slower a bit more authoritative and there's sadness in that voice and to recreate the sadness in the tone as to the images that's being portrayed about flood victims or there's um a drought somewhere or uh, and and then th they're requiring you to subscribe or or to reach out they're reaching out to you and 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 making a charity appeal and it's that power that voiceover with the images that actually is the hardest point of of putting it all together to make sure it has the the most impact for the viewer and the listener as mm -hmm. well so and we do a whole range from as i say those types of ads all the way to the bubbly the fun ads and mm -hmm. And we do we help out on on corporate works where they're doing um 30 minute um sales videos and they need they need to go around the world to the rubber offices and then we'll we'll supply the same type of voice but in their market for german french or whatever if they need a spanish one and then again it has to be the same sort of that tone because it's a sales or or it's a training video and so forth so it, it, yeah. it's well, we, it's a minefield of 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 getting those yeah. voices to to match the the actual images 
of the picture as well you know yeah. and, that, and that campaign that that uh, the impact for that campaign as well with, with that in mind jerry as, as we come to a close and if someone actually does want to get in touch with with you or the voiceover gallery where should they go uh the voice is very easy uh, our website is thevoiceovergallery.co.uk um my my email address is very simple as well it's jerry with a j j-e-r-r-y <laughs> at thevoiceovergallery.co.uk and uh, and again there's our details all on our website there's the form you can fill in an inquiry form if you need any of our services that i've mentioned but yeah um and then and as i say we 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 work with you know as i say we just finished and we're still actually doing some some last minute bits as well for thomas and friends for the kids stuff and a whole range of voices that we supply not only uk or english sounded voices but the whole and if we was to given the 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 the, the ad or the brief for that chimp ad i would have probably put uh, uh, an Irish <laughs> Irish in market and we'd probably put different counties we'd put Mayo in there Kerry could you imagine we put a, <laughs> put a Cork accent in there no one would understand or a Donegal well, accent I, in there no one would have understood understood a word that that chimp was saying but they have they'd have the impact at the end well, we know where to go now uh, for, for that Jerry one last question before we wrap up is Ringo Starr in the next series of Thomas the Ringo Friend? Starr hasn't been in Thomas the Tank Engine for about 20 years has he yeah, not? He, I always think he's he, just a regular feature. No, you, you need to get rid of that VHS tape that you have <laughs> of the original series. of. Tom, we haven't Tom even got the DVD it. version of Netflix yet. We still have ExtraVision going strong down here. So as soon as as soon as soon that winds you up... You still have Blockbuster video shops. <laughs> and they still have the tanning town. booths, but Aaron just doesn't use them. <laughs> no, no, I, I do. I just use my arms. Exactly. Right. Well that's that's enough Mayo bashing for, for today. Uh, <laughs> no, it's Jerry, not. thank you so much. <laughs> no, thank you so much for, for coming on. <laughs> and uh, there are a great selection of ads. If anyone was uh, listening and wants to see the ads, uh, go to workwithfo.e for slash podcast for the full uh, episode. Jerry, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you no, so much. The pleasure's been all mine. Uh, I would say it's all yours as well, but you know you can feel that. <laughs> But Shane and Aaron, uh, love your work. I love these. I love your ad podcasts as well. Um, it, they're brilliant and just gets more and more exposure for all different people's creative work as well, which is great. And I've gone back for the years now. These ads, I'm probably going to get lambasted, you know, using the chimpanzees on. They're supposed to be outlawed. You know what I mean? Now I'm going to uh, be, you know. Yeah, yeah, we're going to we're going to get cancelled. <laughs> No, we'd be grand lads. Don't worry. Everyone knows. (laughs) We didn't make it. We didn't didn't make it. 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 (laughs) Thanks very Um, much. uh, And uh, see you all again next week. Bye, Pat.